Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio Nation. It's Friday night, and you are tuned into page one. Uh, one less person tonight. I am, of course, dear friends, LeVar. My friend Mary is taking the night off. Uh, Well-deserved. Of course, she has been working hard on the front lines of everything that's been going on uh, out on the West Coast, and uh, hopefully she will be back with us next Friday night. But I am here with you. I know that we said that we were going to do a show, so we are going to move a little bit forward, a little bit condensed tonight. Uh, We will not be doing the full hour, so I'll just be here with you over the next half hour. But I do thank you for hanging out with us here um, for this half hour. Um, I know that we try to refrain, especially in times like this, because you hear enough about what's going on right now and wherever you are at we do hope that you are being responsible and that you are practicing your social distancing and staying at home i think people get it wrong when people continuously state to quote stay at home uh you could stay at home for the majority of time but of course no one's telling you that you can't go out for a nice walk or that you can't go to the grocery store because you have to I mean, that's one of the things in which, you know, we do need to have food and other supplies to survive. But they're just saying to do a little bit less of it, to do it smartly when you do go, uh, and to practice social distancing. Um, Some people, unfortunately, still aren't doing that because when you're in line at different places, it seems that people are uh, still kind of not practicing that six-foot rule. You kind of still have to do that. And I'm not here to preach on it and to continuously telling you you know the drill and I know a lot of people don't want to do that and want to go out and be around people but right now with the way that things are and with the unknowingness of this uh, I call it now almost a plague uh, you kind of have to be careful uh, and we do hope that all of you are being careful uh, so a little bit of breaking news here uh, late this afternoon Walmart uh, the nation's largest chain of box stores it did announce that it's going to limit the number of customers allowed inside its stores and launch new efforts to keep shoppers moving one way. Starting tomorrow, on Saturday, only five customers per thousand square feet can enter a Walmart, which will be about 20% of each locale's limited capacity, according to a statement by Executive Vice President and Chief Operating Officer Dakota Smith. Uh, in many stores next week, markers will be put down to direct shoppers to one-way foot traffic, so to help more customers avoid coming into close contact with others as they shop. Uh, of course, huge swaths of America are now under state-mandated shutdowns in the wake of this pandemic. Grocery stores and pharmacies are among services that are exempted in a lot of state and local uh, closure orders that also call for social distancing. I know this is one of the things that I think I've talked about in the past is that eventually we were going to get to this because I know going into my local Walmart when you go that way, 
uh, there are particular aisles, and especially with toiletries or with particular grocery items where the aisles are packed. I did think that probably what they were going to do was probably have uh, specific workers policing those aisles to make sure only a few people were in those aisles at a time, but it now seems that they're going to just go the whole way and pretty much limit the number of people that are in the stores. So uh, practice a little bit of patience going there starting tomorrow. Um, I would say, you know, we know the prime hours in which shoppers will be around, so the earlier that you could probably do it or the earlier that you can maybe take someone that is older, the better. Um, it's just hopefully going to be for a while. But we do have to practice patience and not get too upset because the workers are only doing what they're supposed to do and to keep us safe. So I do hope that when you go out, practice a little bit of patience, um, and then hopefully things will get a little bit better here. Uh, but tonight on the program, um, since we are uh, – you know, since I'm doing this a little bit solo, uh, we were going to give you some updates on uh, the COVID-19 virus. I only have a couple of other stories uh, in relation to that, more or less likely PSAs, things that you should know on top of the Walmart story. Uh, but, of course, also some sad news coming apart today. Um, don't like to leave sad news for uh, later, uh, but definitely one of the stories out today was about the death of singer Bill Withers. I know we had a few other celebrity deaths, and they seem to be coming in droves now, whether it's from uh, related health issues or from it is from corona. But uh, the one thing about the death of Bill Withers is that I don't think that you get a chance to really appreciate just what he's done, because he really hasn't been on the scene, really, and over, I want to say, probably somewhere around close to 30-some years. I mean, he really kind of retired in the early or mid-'80s. Uh, but the impact of the short time that he was at its height uh, just hit after hit after hit. And whether it's from Ain't No Sunshine, and the funny thing was is that I was talking with someone uh, earlier today, uh, someone who I didn't even think was a Bill Withers fan, uh, and he said that Lovely Day was one of his faves, and he had just finished listening to that, and I know – I know a couple of the hits that I love was Harlem. Uh, if you ever have a chance to listen to that, uh, Grandma's Hands, which really was a long-form playing song, but it really uh, it packs an emotional punch because I think it makes everyone think about their grandmother and what their grandmothers were to not only them but to the community. Uh, and then uh, Lean On Me, of course, uh, and you know, just so many hits after hits after hits, and just the two of us, but... You know, we could probably do an hour of Bill Withers hits, but I would say that if you, I would say back in the day, to pick up his greatest hits album, which is probably the best interpretation of what uh, he has done. But nowadays I know all you kids pretty much say uh, download it or go on the YouTube, but I would just say definitely listen to his greatest hits. It's probably most more of the most uh, sampled uh, pieces of music of probably the last generation, if not more. Um, a lot of people who have used different lyrics or the song, and I know now with everything that's been going on, people have been do using a lot of Lean On Me. So I'm pretty sure that there will be some special things for him, but definitely remembering uh, the loss of a great singer tonight with uh, Bill Withers. So uh, I know probably after this show, I'll probably sit and listen to a few of them. Uh, also another thing here, PSA for all of you, um, Sirius XM, and they're not paying me for this, but uh, actually I think it's a pretty awesome thing. 
But there's a lot of freebie deals or things that have been extended. SiriusXM is offering uh, their entire pretty much catalog of channels, including Howard Stern's channel, for free now through May 16th. I know I actually signed up yesterday. I had uh, SiriusXM for a while uh, thanks to uh, for a free uh, preview for a while, but haven't had it in a little bit. Uh, but it also has a lot of great things on there for everyone, from talk radio shows to podcasts uh, to music from different genres to different backgrounds. Actually, to me, SiriusXM is like the Netflix for music and entertainment. I mean, if you have those two things, you really shouldn't be too bored. Uh, but I know for me, uh, classic radio is uh, one of the things that I enjoy. And uh, in a minute, I'm actually going to do something um, tonight that I was going to do last week um, that we didn't get a chance to. As a matter of fact, I think I might leave it for more toward the end of the show. But um, last week uh, was the start of baseball season. Uh, a lot of teams would have been playing uh, their home openers by now. Uh, and so I kind of had something special. But thanks to the wonderful world of how this, uh, uh, with computers and Internet, the show that I wanted to upload did not upload correctly, but I do have it tonight. And I will be playing that for you shortly here, uh, more towards the end of the show. But um, like I said, thanks so much uh, for tuning in with us tonight. I'm LeVar. Uh, Mary is off tonight. You're listening to page one here on Blog Talk Radio. I'm almost kind of curious as to how some of you are out there um, kind of holding on uh, in regards to uh, being in place at home. I know last week we talked a little bit about uh, people with kids, and I don't have any kids, so uh, I know you've become teachers, you've become the lunch person, you've become a little bit of everything. What are the things that you normally are when the kids are home? You know, you got to remember throughout the week, for those of you that work or even for those of you, you know, who have the kids that go to school, eight hours of the day they're with someone else that's learning, sometimes even more hours than that. Uh, but now it's added on to that eight hours of working from home and actually having kids from home. I can't imagine uh, the things that you have to do to make sure that they are entertained. And I use that term entertained as well as educated because uh, with teachers now being at home, uh, you know, unless they have something set up through e-learning, which I know a lot of states are starting to look at, uh, it's going to get a little bit more difficult but uh, hopefully you guys are holding on. And even for those of you who have, who have anxiety out there, uh, hold on. Um, and uh, hopefully once we kind of practice social distancing, this will get a little bit better. Um, a couple other interesting things tonight uh, that we have come across. But one of the things that has been popular has been Zoom or the use of Zoom. And... For many of those videos, they include, of course, personally identifiable information and deeply intimate conversations recorded in people's homes. Well, there's a report out tonight from the Washington Post that says that thousands of personal Zoom videos have been left viewable on the open web, highlighting the privacy risks to millions of Americans. And it's one of those things that, you know, as they shift uh, many of their personal interactions to video calls in the age of social distancing, Videos viewed by the Washington Post included one-on-one therapy sessions, a training orientation for workers during telehealth calls that included people's names and phone numbers, 
small business meetings that included private company financial statements and elementary school classes in which children's faces, voices, and personal details were exposed. Many of the videos included personally identifiable information and deeply intimate conversations recorded in their homes. Other videos included nudity, such as one in which an uh, esthetician teaches students how to give a Brazilian wax. Many of the videos appear to have been recorded through Zoom software and saved on the separate online storage space without a password. But because Zoom names every video recording in an identical way, a simple online search can reveal a long stream of videos that anyone can download and watch. The Washington Post is not revealing the naming convention that Zoom uses, and Zoom was alerted to the issue before the story was published. Uh, Zoom videos are not recorded by default, but call hosts can choose to record them and save the Zoom servers on their own computers without participants' consent, uh, though participants do receive a notification when a host starts to record. So, you know, once again, we now kind of have something that's meant to, uh, you know, be for good, but at the same time, it's kind of that uh, slip between the cracks because now uh, it turns into a privacy concern. And the company reached more than 200 million daily users last month, which is up from 10 million in December, uh, as people turned on their cameras for weddings, funerals, and happy hours at a time when face-to-face gatherings are discouraged or banned. And um, Zoom said in a statement that it provides a safe and secure way for hosts to store recordings and provides guides for how users can enhance their call security. Should hosts later choose to upload their meeting recordings anywhere else, we urge them to use extreme caution and be transparent with meeting participants giving careful consideration to whether the meeting contains sensitive information and to participants' reasonable expectations. Uh, a lot of those people, of course, had no idea that that was happening on the footage that made its way online. So. More to come on that one. Uh, definitely there will be a lot of news on that. But, yeah, if you're doing something like Zoom or if you're recording it, I would just say it now. Just be careful with that. Um, another interesting note out, uh, a lot of people have taken to ways to exercise from home. Well, an interesting thing from popular science, uh, which they took a look at some of that and with the social distancing measures and self-isolation, you know, now people are looking for ways to exercise at home. And the question was, could active video games such as Pokemon Go and the recent hit Ring Fit Adventure be the answer? Well, AVGs are played by moving your whole body instead of just tapping buttons on a screen. They're marketed as a way for people to take part in physical activity through video games, and studies have shown that they can indeed be effective at increasing physical activity levels and helping people lose weight. The most recent popular development is Nintendo's Ring Fit Adventure game for its Switch console, which involves cardiovascular and muscle strengthening exercises in an interval structure on top of more traditional game storytelling and animation. The game sold more than 2 million copies in three months after it was released in October 2019, but looking more widely at commercial statistics from the past 10 years, the number of successful AVG titles is sparse. And so if AVGs really can benefit your fitness, why aren't more people buying them? Uh, A lot of... uh, Research recently suggested most of these games are simply not of a high enough quality and they don't provide enough of a workout to satisfy the players. So there is something there. If you're going to be doing stuff like that from home, you know, maybe it might help. I know back in the day that's a far cry probably from when we used to do the Nintendo games. And I know that when we used to, uh, I think it was uh, was at the track and field, I know you were up a sweat from that one. So I don't know if... uh, Anybody recalls that, but, um, yeah, I can bring back that one, of course. But, 
One of the other things today I know that a lot of people were talking about is with the AMC theater chain, and there's a lot of uh, concern this evening because on April 2nd, Standard & Poor's global financial analysis downgraded the already discouraging credit rating of the world's largest movie theater chain. And with AMC's 11,000 screens in 15 countries worldwide uh, reopened for business, it's a win along with the other competitors such as Regal, Cinemark, and other currently shuttered venues. And will millions of rattled customers return to movie going after months of pretty much movie staying at home? And uh, right now, uh, there's a lot of corporate employees from AMC who are furloughed, and they're wondering where they'll be back in business. And initially, AMC announced a 6- to 12-week shutdown, and they knew that six weeks was optimistic, even with a three-month shutdown, certainly seemed possible. Now, he said, mid-June seems possible but optimistic. The closure could extend beyond that. And they declined to discuss S&P's recent downgrading and possible widely speculated Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Uh, there's a lot of nervousness here as to how that will happen. And I think that also kind of came up, too, uh, in recent things about sports, because with the return or – possible return here is will people be willing to go back out uh, and want to be around other people? So I don't know if that's going to be the case, but uh, there are a lot of people who may not be going back to movie theaters, and it looks like the movie theater uh, or movies is pretty much now going to streaming uh, for people to buy in their homes. So I think kind of like the way that the iTunes system kind of disrupted a little bit of the music business. That may be the way that the movies may have to go for now for people from their homes, but um, I don't know of a bigger draw that you can get to get people back into theaters or wanting to go unless these theaters now just do a lot of, or a lot less seats, which some have already began to do. Um, and I know AMC was taking some steps along that too, so it'll be interesting to see how that actually occurs once we kind of get back into the whole thing. Uh, one of the things that we also are going to do tonight, uh, just really quickly, uh, is that we are going to take a look at uh, Twitter. Uh, one quick programming note, I know we had talked about the Chicago Bulls documentary. Uh, I won't really discuss that until Mary's back next week, but uh, we were going to discuss... Uh, other documentaries that we'd like to see be made, um, which is actually a good question and one that you guys can probably think of ahead of next week. Uh, I know there's a lot of documentaries already out there, but none probably as big as this one that's coming up. And I know as a person growing up here in Chicago uh, during that span, remembering watching all of the finals, it was like family watching. Um, going to be interested to see uh, that documentary and see some things that probably haven't seen in a while. Uh, but kudos to ESPN for actually moving it up. Um, so, yeah, for them, um, I'm going to be looking forward to it. Trending on Twitter tonight, apparently there has been um, an earthquake, uh, a magnitude 4.9 that hit the desert near Anza. And I'm kind of pulling this up now to get some information. It seems every Friday night that we're on here that there's some earthquake. I think there was one a few weeks ago while we were on the air. Uh, in California, a 4.9 magnitude earthquake rattled the desert communities near Anza, followed by several smaller aftershocks, according to the U.S. Geological Service. The quake struck at 6.53 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, I am going to assume, 
uh, about 10 miles east-southeast of Azuna and Riverside County. It was followed by aftershocks measuring 3.6, 2.9, and 3.0. There were no immediate reports of damage or injuries. Police reported feeling shaking in communities as far north as Santa Clarita and to the south in Orange County and San Diego. Um, so definitely, for those of you out there tonight, please be careful. Um, and also, um, one of the other things that is trending tonight, uh, besides SmackDown, which is wrestling, and we're coming up on WrestleMania weekend, um, looks like uh, <laughs> there's an NBA 2K tournament, which will be happening. Um, Live PD is also trending tonight. Um, Dateline. Seems like anything that's uh, probably much the things that people are watching tonight uh, is trending. Uh, Sports-wise, pretty much nothing much. It's the same thing that has pretty much been trending the last few days. So not much on the sports beat. Uh, Of course, that's the thing that's going on there. Um, But one of the things I want to do tonight, uh, we do not own the rights, so if there is any copyright issues... um, uh, we just want to play this just for the entertainment um, or historical uh, accuracy of it. But last week um, was the start of baseball season. And one of my favorite things, uh, for those of you that don't know too much about me, is that I like a lot of old radio. A lot of people say old-time radio. But it's just a whole thing of historical radio broadcasts which um, interests me. But, of course, one of the big things uh, is always the – clip of who's on first from Abbott and Costello. Uh, it's a favorite of mine every baseball season. I tend to think about that, and you know, I used to joke about it And when you always say who's on first. A lot of younger people now probably wouldn't know it. Probably a lot of people in my age bracket are probably a little bit older, probably would, and then we could joke about it. Um, but uh, let me see what I did with that clip here. Oh, here it is. I think it's over in the closet. Let me just get that out real quick here. out that closet one of these days anyway i got the clip uh i'm okay <laughs> but now uh, uh for the enjoyment as you saw that that was a fibber mcgee joke but uh i digress but here in its entirety for you tonight which i was going to do last week is the complete who's on first from abbott and costello enjoy it <laughs> Well, Costello, I'm going to New York with you. You know, Bucky Harris, the Yanks manager, gave me a job as coach for as long as you're on the team. Look, Habit, if you're a coach, you must know all the players. I certainly do. Well, you know, I, mean, I never met the guys, so you'll have to tell me their names, and then I'll know who's playing on the team. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you their names, but you know, strange it may seem, they give these ball players nowadays very peculiar names. You mean funny names? Strange names, pet names, like Dizzy Dean and... His brother Daffy. Daffy Dean. I'm their French cousin. French? Gouffet. Gouffet Dean. Oh, I see. <laughs> well, let's see, we have on the bags, we have who's on first, what's on second, I don't know who's on third. That's what I want to find I out. I say, who's on first, what's on second, I don't know who's on third. Are you the manager? Yes. You're going to be the coach, too? Yes. And you know the fellow's name? Well, I should. Well, then who's on first? Yes. I mean the fellow's name. Who? The guy on first. Who? The first baseman. Who? The guy playing first. Who is on first? I'm asking you who's on first. That's the man's name. That's whose name? Yes. Well, go ahead and tell me. That's it. That's who? Yes. (laughs) Look, you got a first baseman. Certainly. Who's playing first? That's right. When you pay off the first baseman every month, who gets the money? Every dollar of it. (laughs) All I'm trying to find out is the fellow's name on first base. Who? The guy that gets the money. That's it. 
Who gets the money? I he quit. does, every dollar. Sometimes his wife comes down and collects it. Whose wife? Yes. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Look, all I want to know is when you sign up the first baseman, how does he sign his name to the Who? contract? The guy. Who? How does he sign his That's name? That's how he signs it. Who? Yes. <laughs> What's the guy's name on first base? No, what is on second base? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? One base at a time. Well, don't change the players. I'm not changing nobody. Take it easy, buddy. I'm only asking you, who's the guy on first base? That's right. Okay. All right. What's the guy's name on first base? No, what is on second? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? I don't know. Oh, he's on third. We're not talking about him. How did I get on third base? Why, you mentioned his name. If I mention a third baseman's name, who did I say is playing third? No, who's playing first? What's on first? What's on second? I don't know. He's on third. There I go, back on third again. Yeah, well, now, who's playing third base? Why do you insist on putting who on third base? What am I putting on third? Uh, what is on second? You don't want who on second? Who is on first? I don't know. Third I base! <laughs> Look, you got outfield? Sure. The left fielder's name. Why? I just thought I'd ask. Well, I just thought I'd tell you. Now tell me who's playing left field. Who is playing first? I'm not stay out of the infield! <laughs> Tomorrow? You don't want to tell me today? I'm telling you, then man. Go ahead. Tomorrow. What time? What time what? What time tomorrow you're going to tell me who's pitching? Now, listen. Who is not pitching? I'll who break is... your arm, you say. Who's on first? <laughs> I want to know what's the pitcher's name. What's on second? I don't know. Third base. Got a catcher? Certainly. The catcher's name. Today. Today. And tomorrow's pitching. Now you've got it. All we got is a couple of days on the team. <laughs> Too. Don't they tell I get behind the plate, do some fancy catching. Tomorrow's pitching on my team, and a heavy hitter gets up. Yes. Now, the heavy hitter bunched the ball. When he bunched the ball, me being a good catcher, I'm going to throw the guy out of first base, so I pick up the ball and throw it to who? Now, that's the first thing you've said right. I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, that's all you have to do. You to throw the ball of first base. Yes. Now, who's got it? Naturally. <laughs> Look, if I throw the ball of first base, somebody's got to get it. Now, who has it? Naturally. Who? Naturally. Naturally? Naturally. So I pick up the ball and I throw it to Natural. No, you don't. You throw the ball to who? Naturally. That's different. That's what I said. You're not saying that. I throw the ball to Natural. You throw it to who? Naturally. That's it. That's what I said. That's it. You asked me. I throw the ball to who? Naturally. Now you ask me. You throw the ball to who? Naturally. That's it. Same as you. Don't change your mind. Same as you. I throw the ball to who? Whoever it is drops the ball and the guy runs a second. Yes. Who picks up the ball and throws it to what? What throws it to I don't know. I don't know. Throws it back to tomorrow. Triple play. Yes. Another guy gets up and it's a long fly ball to be caught. Why? I don't know. He's on third and I don't give a darn. Well, what? I said I don't give a darn. Oh, that's our shortstop. I'm <laughs> Good stuff from Bud Abbott and Lee Costello, and I uh, do hope that you enjoyed the Who's on First edition, uh, which we were to have last week, but hey, one week is better late than never. But that will do it for this condensed page one tonight. Uh, I do want to say that I want to thank all of you for tuning in, uh, that I do hope that all is well for all of you in your neck of the woods and that we will be with you again next Friday night at the same time. Um, 
and like I said, uh, just continue to practice the things that will get us back to it's not going to be normal. Uh, I think that we all kind of know that right now, but the things that will at least provide some sort of normalcy if we all do our part and we all do the correct thing. You know, I think it was best uh, noted that years ago, um, our great-grandparents or probably our grandparents around World War II had to do what was best uh, during a longer span, and even though it wasn't uh, being restricted to home, that it, you know, could have dangerously been that way uh, later years with nuclear threats and things of that nature. But, you know, just the little things will get us back to where we're at. And I do hope that you're all continuing to practice things and be a good neighbor and uh, practice to at least social distancing. And with that, we can all be here on a weekly basis and uh, we can all be here to support each other. So with that, thank you so much for listening. For Mary, I am LeVar. Have a pleasant good night, and we will see you here next week. Bye, everybody. That's going to do it for all of us here at Channel 4 News. You stay classy, San Diego. I'm Ron Burgundy. Damn it! Who typed a question mark on the teleprompter?